Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Okay, let's follow these changeling earls around for a moment here and talk about how this gets even more complicated. Because it's not so much that they believe that they are acting as Earl Earl. Retreat's memories and thoughts are seeping into them, and that desire to break the memory crystals, destroy the thing that was controlling them, is still in there. And they want to finish doing that before whatever happens next. And as they go out and up into the city. Okay. Let's stop at one of the nice, fancy, rich levels. Let's just go up to the very next floor. The fourth level. This is where all of the highest end merchants are. This is where the silver purse office is. A lot of wealthy people here. A lot of high class, highfalutin folks. And the earls push their way out into this level. Retreat, still dragging that hammer. And as they move into this level, you can still hear them saying, Retreat. Destroy. And then you see another Earl Earl, who had not gone to bed last night, who is still up, notices this group of other Earls. It's like, hey! Arms open, ready for a good time, and catches on with what's happening, knows something's wrong. Approaches them, tries to give words of restraint. Hey, 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 all, hey, let's let's put that hammer down. Let's go grab a drink together or something. Hit up the playground. And these other earls grab him, kind of hoist him up. Not like on parade, but like carrying him. And he's very lost and confused as to what's going on. And a commotion is beginning. The citizens, the merchants, the normal folk are starting to realize that this isn't right. Something's off. And there begins to be a panic. Some people are screaming. Some people are running away. Some people are going to go try to fetch guards or something. Help! Help! What do we do? Earl's not right. And then, and there's a lot of panic and confusion going on right now. 
and across the way, down the street, you see Condivus, the lieutenant, so to speak, of the Antidians, works just below Antidius, the one that you first met, grew to trust you. The plan for doing something about the central column is supposed to happen tomorrow. Then he sees this panic, this disorganization, and he sees a distraction, and he sees you leading it. And even if his math is wrong, he's putting two and two together and coming up with time to act. So he gives you a quick little, like, nod, a wave. He gives you a signal, like, thank you. Oh my God, can I be like vigorously shaping, shaking my head at him? <laughs> sure you can. Doesn't mean he's going to stop. If people want to go over to Condivus and have a discussion with him, that's yes. fine. Yes, please. <laughs> Darvin, Finnegan, will you be joining? Yes, though I may not say anything. Well, if they both are, then... I am, but I'm also trying to keep an eye on the Earls. I don't want to get too far from them. Okay. Unless they go inside or take one of the side roads, uh, you can see him for now. We'll see if that changes. But first, Condivus sees you shaking your head vigorously like, no, 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 no. And he's going to pull out like a, like a sending stone, basically. A small little communication device so he can give word to the others like, we got a great distraction right now. I know the plan was for tomorrow, but, you know, you can see where this is going. Like, he wants to act. Let's kick things off. And as he pulls that out and begins, like, trying to reach out to Antidius, Antidius, you'll never guess what's happening. You all arrive. Stop. Stop what you're doing. What are you talking about? This is perfect. No, it's not perfect. We're trying to fix what's happening here, and you're going to blow everything up. Don't. Well, the plan is not to blow anything up. Oh my god. You're going to bring this city to a crashing halt from which they might never return. We're going to try to fix it, and then we'll fix the fog, and we'll fix all the craziness. You know how much time and effort we've put into this plan. He puts the stone like kind of under his arm, like kind of crooks it in there, so he can hold it there between his arm and his torso, and like pulls off a glove. He's had his hand replaced with one of those, like, inky black organs. He's got, like, this dark hand now. And he's like, I didn't get this for nothing. We can be ready to go now. There's nothing saying it's going to be a crashing halt. If this works well, it's going to be better for everybody. Um, does anybody else want to chime in before we do any rolls? Nope. Idiot. You just you clarify for me what their actual plan is. I'm, I'm sure, sure. I can fogged. I can repeat their plan, their ideology, the magic being used in the city, one for Earl's own pleasure and amusement, but also too just insofar as it's wound its way through the city. It's gone too far, and they want to drain, deactivate, weaken, lessen, whatever the central column, where all the magic coming up from the bulb underneath the city is kind of dispersed out. It does provide things like some light, some measure of warmth, provides the fog, provides signs. But in their view, none of this stuff is necessary. There's other ways to get light. 
they don't want this place to be necessarily zero magic, but we don't need this centralized, controlled by Earl magic. We don't know how they're stopping it, right? You caught a glimpse at the the notes in Antidius's workshop, but nobody walked you through step by step what exactly is going to happen. All he said was, when we use this, the magic will get pulled out of there and it will go away elsewhere. It's not like they're hoarding the magic for themselves. Got it. As far as they know, this will just pull it out and it'll go away. It'll dissipate or it'll go somewhere else. They aren't 100% sure. They haven't done it at this scale. They don't know where it goes, and they don't know that they're fooling around with an orb. Well, they also, like, my problem is, like, ideologically, I don't disagree with them, but it doesn't sound like they're going to have a lot of control over what stays and what goes, and they're just going to leave the city potentially in the dark and the cold with no immediate means of fixing it. Like, oh, we'll just fix it on the back end. Like, no. <laughs> we also don't know what it's going to do to the orb, and we've seen what happens to orbs when they're messed with. Yeah, uh, it's the, bad. the bulb. The bulb, sorry. Right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I got what you meant. Big curse bloody death. Yes, that does. Okay. So, do you. So, like, he said a thing. Did yeah, you want um, to so Arnest, jump do you in? Wanna... Think, ben, was that what you were? I don't know any of that information. I have zero experience with orbs or with with bulbs. Oh. Like, oh, I guess, I guess, okay, I guess that would be me. All right. Okay. Um, Unless Darwin or Finnegan have something to add, Arnus, you can roll persuasion, intimidation, you know, however it is you're trying to get him to stop. I mean, it's it wasn't intimidating him. It was, it was persuasion. Yeah. Go ahead and roll for it. It's a 27. <sighs> Look, Arnus, you're new here. Sorry, we'll start with good persuasion. Very nicely done. <laughs> Look, Arnus, you're new here. You haven't been living here all these years since the start of the withering, and even before. It wasn't great before, but that was a real turning point. To be more precise, your leaving with the real Earl Earl was the initial turning point, but Withering didn't begin too long after that. Well, even if we let this run its course right now, we don't know that it's not going to go right back to where it was, you know, in a week, two weeks, month. We take care of that central column, we get a nice fresh start, guaranteed. And as he's saying this, he's beginning to walk towards the center of the level, towards the central column. He's not running, he's not trying to get away, he's just like, like, this is where I want to go. And he's also not messaging to Antidius just yet. I, all right. I'm going to shout after him at this point and just go, oh. okay, enough. <laughs> okay. If we don't act, no guarantee anything's going to get better. I want him to stop moving towards the column. So I will whistle <laughs> towards uh, Cyril and she will <laughs> pat, pat around to get in his way. All right. All right. <sighs> Big gal. All right. Look. Ideologically, I don't disagree with you. You're right. Things are out of control here. The use of magic is out of control. However, you have no idea what you're messing with here. The bulb that controls the city, that runs that central column, it is not magic you want to be fucking with. Like, for real. Anything goes wrong with that thing? Gigantic explosion. Entire city collapsed. And that is not hyperbole. I've seen it happen. <laughs> But if it goes right, then we get what we want. 
we get what we've been planning. You're going to risk the death of everybody in this city in the hope that it goes right? Jesus. That is so arrogant. How could you? Sorry. I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Shannon is sorry. Arnis isn't sorry. <laughs> Shannon is very sorry. <laughs> we haven't seen this go wrong yet. And based on everything that we know, all the study that Antidius has put into this, all the work that he's put into this, the chances of something bad happening are slim. I, but you're not necessarily doing good, are you? You don't know where the magic's going. For all you know, you could be sending that magic off to blow up into someone else's backyard. You're acting like children playing with fireballs. And you all are acting as if you're the ones in charge here. Well, when a child doesn't know they're hurting others, an adult must stand up and do what's right. Hmm. All right. Let's get another roll. This could go either way. This could be intimidation. This could be persuasion, because you've definitely been getting a little bit more aggressive here. Either one of you can roll for this. Well, uh, you'll, you'll have advantage either, either way. Can, it's yeah, you're both be, making the argument, so. I'll give it to Arnest to roll. All right, I'll roll. At this point, it does kind of feel like intimidation. Anybody mm-hmm, want to fight me mm-hmm, and tell me mm-hmm, I'm persuading? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I'm going to take a little bit of that boy right there. You see that? See that right there? I crit. <laughs> Question real fast, because I don't remember. Yep. Have you told this group that you're a god? Nope. Oh, did I? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I don't I can't keep I track of who you tell and who you don't tell anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think I've told them. Okay. Excuse me, your majesties. Didn't realize this was your show to run. You take it up with Antidius. You've definitely intimidated him. He's stopped, but he's going to also just uh, pass the buck here to the boss. You take this up with Antidius. You tell him that this isn't the time. That the plan in general is bad. When just, what, yesterday, you were playing along with us. Go. Go. I don't, I don't have the patience for you all anymore. He grabs that sending stone and he's just like, Antidius, you're going to have some company coming. They need to talk to you. Part of me that just crosses his arms in a huff and he's just like... It's part of me that just wants to be a huge dick and be like, yeah, we'll be open. We're ready. <laughs> I mean, unless you're stealing that stone from him. <laughs> so, we have a um, coterie of earls we have to catch up with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be up when we've, uh, when we've seen to to this that's happening right now. Okay. I wasn't even going to say that much. Condivis crosses his arms in a huff and leans up against a building, <sighs> muttering to himself now. Outsiders think they know everything. <laughs> Me, I know more about magic. I'm going to know what's best for Earl. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, he's definitely worried that you're going to do something to him, but <laughs> it's above his pay grade now. If it was more my style, I would have just had Darwin punch him in the face, but it's uh, anyway. <laughs> it's not really my style. It's not too late. Darwin, run over. Darwin, punch him. No, don't punch him. Um, all right, all right, all right. So you want to stick with the Earls? <laughs> yep. I want to see where they're going. Well, as they move through this level, they will grab any Earl Earl that they can find. They've got a few of them. At this point, picking them up, carrying them around. The other earls are 
the ones that they are carrying, the roles that they are carrying are somewhere in between this is kind of fun and this is kind of scary. Because this isn't something that they think they would do. Unless, you know, like, is this some big joke? Is this a game? They don't know. Hmm. <laughs> What's the fun thing here to do? Okay. After the Earls have spent some time gathering up other Earl Earls, a group of them begin to head back down to the greenhouse. They're going to put these Earls to sleep. And another group begins heading up to go look for more Earl Earls. Which way do you want to go? Uh, I want to go up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sure. Up. <laughs> All right. Retreat, still leading this group of Earls, is going to repeat this action up on the fifth level. This is like the rich housing area. This is the gated community. Real fancy stuff. And they managed to find a couple more Earls who, again, first think that this is some kind of game, then start getting worried that it's not. And retreat with this group of Earls will begin heading back down towards the greenhouse. They've collected a few at this point, and really they need to get them hooked up to the system as well. Otherwise, otherwise if they try to split off again, there won't be enough of them to like manhandle more Earls. So they begin heading back down to the greenhouse, and they're going to go get these Earls into beds and try to force them to sleep. I want to stay with the retreat wherever they're going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After this group of Earls has gotten another batch of Earl Earls down here into beds, one of them, in order to keep carrying on this change, is going to have to also lie down, get hooked up into the system. But at this point, there's enough of them that once they all get connected to it, it's going to start spreading more. And retreat begins coming out of it a little bit. Starts seeing a little bit more clearly, a little bit more focused. Our work isn't done yet. Once we finish fixing every changeling here, we need to make sure that it can never happen again. Destroying these crystals is only the first step. There's a lot more we have to break. Uh, like, Do you want um, to help? Like, like what? That lab, for one. Anything that's written about this has to go. And I can only hope that the rest of us forget about it. But there are Perlas, the alchemists, the mages that have been assisting Earl Earl, mm-hmm. who are knowledgeable as well. We have to make sure that they don't have anything, anything they can use to replicate this ever again. It's an unacceptable situation here. I don't care what we have to break, what has to be destroyed in order to stop it from happening again. Going back in to that memory share, knowing who I am, it's different. Before, when I thought I was just Earl Earl, each night was just like waking up with a new set, new memories, new experiences filled out my life. But going back in, knowing who I am, all of those memories just felt like an attack. I want to run. I want to leave. But I can't leave any of this standing. If you want to help, it would be welcome. Oi, you have my support. Yep. The only reason I'm hesitating, because I want to help. Of course I want to help. I'm, mm-hmm. So I'm 
trying to figure out exactly what they're going to have to tear down because now I'm worried that we've got another group of people that are like, oh, that thing controls the city. Let's just make it not a thing. Depends on how they see it there. And really. They're going to go after the bulb too. And I'm that like, is powering oh. all of the magic in the city, but. Right. Depends if just eliminating the knowledge is enough. I don't know which way it's going to go yet either, but that thought had crossed my mind. But I think they're going to be, I mean, either way, you're going to have to either talk them down or fight them, right? So it's better to be standing beside them the whole time than it is to let them do their thing and then try to convince them out of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, because we know that, you know, the mist needs or the fog needs to be turned off. And that's, you know, that's the main problem for for them and guide them down that path as opposed to them saying, we just need to shut the whole thing down and destroy it like the other group. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see, what is Retreat going to say? Well, if you want to help, we're seeing to collecting the rest of the Earls, but help there wouldn't be uh, unappreciated. We need to destroy the lab. We need to destroy any of the notes. We need to round up all of the Perlas who know how this works. We need to make sure they don't have anything in their homes. We need to convince them that this can't be resurrected at any point. And then after that, we need a, we need a way out. Uh, you, need a, you need a way to free the rest of their minds also, or else you'll risk them all just being copies of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess well, eventually... I'm think... oh, sorry, go ahead. I guess eventually, without the ability to use the crystals it won't be an issue but you mm-hmm. i based on how you reacted i'd rather not y'all be in the middle of a siege when people begin to realize who they are and have to deal with that oh agreed i'm hoping that my memories will jog them out of this belief that they are Earl Earl. it it started it started i I think the desire to break the system is still holding strong. Hopefully, once we've finished breaking it, they'll see clear as I am now. <sighs> I don't want more of me. It's been so long since I've been me, and I want to enjoy it privately with my family. I don't want to stay here. Just looking at this place hurts. Just being here hurts. Is there anything in particular you all want to do to help retreat out? If not, you know, I've got ideas, but... Yes. Do do we know where the bulb is? Well, you know in the wind-down room, there's that furnace, which has the green flames, and that's probably connected directly to the bulb. I see where you're going. Yeah, let's do that. Um, <laughs> where, where are you going here? I okay, don't know so where no. you're going. <laughs> Um, no, uh, let's, uh, let's us, let, they, they've got most of this. They don't really need us for most of this, but, and, and Finnegan's not going to suggest this, suggest this because, you know, Finnegan knows nothing about bulbs, but, but let's go try and see if we can't shut the fog down and kind of solve both of our problems with one action here. That was actually my thought to see like how, if we can figure out how the central column is connected to the bulb then maybe we can cut off that connection. And the bulb would still be powering the lights, but the central column is what's doing all the other crazy stuff. So 
I mean, the light is emanating from the central column. All the fancy like magic street signs and shop signs are powered from the central column. All of the common magic in the city, like the utility magic, is coming from that central column. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. The central column was in place the last time we were here? Yeah, definitely was. It was just set to a much dimmer setting and wasn't putting out as much magic into the city. Okay. It was just background before. Now it's more of a presence. Okay. This is like you want to walk in and turn the power off. And that's what's powering the fog too, or that's something Uh else? It's all the same. All right. Well, I still want to get in there. And this is why Antidius wants to just turn it off. Just take it all away. Right. But if you I want... Still, I still want to get in there and see, like, what the heck is going on. Not okay. inside the bulb. I don't know if it's big enough for that. But, like, I want to get where it is and see what is happening, if we can. Okay. Okay. You know where the wind-down room is. You passed it on your way back up here. And you've been there before. So if you want to go there right now, we can do that right now. And I would I would tell I would tell retreat what we're gonna do, right? Like I think we're gonna we're gonna try to solve the fog problem for you. You seem to have the roundup operation happening. Mm-hmm. You continue the path that you're on. We're gonna try to come at it from the other end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does everybody want to go back down to the wind down room then? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Throughout the greenhouse, there's a bit of a panic. Weird things are happening. The lights above the beds are flashing and strobing again. The servants, the Gaels, the Contoses, and such are all very worried about what's happening. The guards don't know where to go specifically because they are getting reports now from different levels that earls have been seen wandering through and are grabbing other earls. There's been a fight here on the grounds, and there's just too much at the moment. There's too much. So they need a little bit of time to consolidate their intel and form a plan of action. Right now they're just trying to make sure nothing, nothing is breaking, nobody's getting seriously hurt, and that they understand what's going on. And amidst this confusion, you're able to make your way back down to the wind-down room. It's been some time since you've been here. As you remember... It's set up a bit like a very fancy smoking lounge. This is the real deal. It's not like that phony chain version of the wind-down room you went to upstairs. This is the real deal. Good, fancy leather, wonderful smell. Well-stocked humidor. Well-stocked bar of elven wine, of earl (laughs) wine, so take that as you will. Shelves just filled with books. Earl Earl's library. A small little bin slash stand of prizes for at the end of the royal playground as darvin and arnis may remember these are all you know very simple children's toy like things stuffed animals and the like but there's a variety of them there and there is the furnace um let's see if i can find the note that was written on it <laughs> ah yes here we are yellowy green light emerging from the fire within There's a massive column on one side of the room, grate on the front of it, behind which is the green and yellow fire. And then there is a a polished brass sign hangs next to the great handle with an elvish notice 
that says, do not turn off, no magic items. So found your way back into the wind-down room. Access to that furnace slash fireplace. Wonderfully comfortable chairs. Lots of old books. What do you want to do? There's a thing that says, do not turn off. Yeah, yeah. Is it like a switch? Is it a crank? Is it like a lever? You're a crank. I, um, yeah, I am. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, you don't see any, sorry, you don't see any mechanical means of turning it off. There's just a sign that says do not turn off and no magic items. So if there is a way to turn it off, it's not obvious. Probably need assistance from somebody who knows the system or you'd have to spend time investigating it and trying to do it yourself. So wait. I guess I'm a little confused. Is this furnace the bulb? The flames that you see within it are from the bulb, but it doesn't seem like the bulb is right there. So it's like farther down, but the flames are reaching this high. Like a massive bonfire, and you're just seeing the top of it. Okay. Can we get down to it? You can go in the furnace if you want. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, man. I want to look around the room and see if I can't find some way to control it. And and why the hell does the sign say no magic items? What does that mean? Like, this whole fucking place is a puzzle. Nothing is ever easy. No, oh, why would it be? All right, all right, all right. If you don't make magic items out of it? Well, I think Arnis and Darwin would certainly remember that Olwan used this to make the magic items for the playground. And... Repeated that process in Karami. Hmm. All right, Finnegan. If you want to take a look around, you want to examine this area specifically around this giant column and this grate. We can see if there's any hints of how to control this fire, this magic. Certainly. You can roll Investigation, or you can roll Arcana. It's at 13. For which? Arcana. Okay. Considering the level of magic at play here, there's not a clear definitive answer. It's not like there's a, a flu where you can just like turn it and it'll like shut off the flow. But you, trained in magical ways, uh, you do understand that magic has to flow from one point to another to get the magic to where it wants to go. So if there was some way of shuttering it off from going beyond this point, that would certainly have an effect on the column. But you can also tell that this is so powerful that like you need more than just like i'm gonna put a shield in there above the fire and that'll stop it there there has to be a much more significant barrier or spell or a certain activation Mm -hmm. to do that there's nothing in the room that would indicate any sort of connection to where we're at in the fog or creation of fog Mm. well there is fog coming out of it I guess that should just be taken as a given. Anytime you're near the central column, there will be fog, uh, unless you've done something to fog-proof an area, as you did upstairs. Like Fog is coming down through or out of this place. It does seem to be thicker here, if that answers your question. You're, you're definitely closer to the source. I was just trying to see if, because, you know, when we experienced the elven water before, it was always in liquid form. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to see if there was some sort of water source that was creating mm-hmm. the fog. Like a giant tank feeding in or something yeah. that was getting evaporated out. No, 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 not that you can see. Of course not. 
in order to disperse it on a citywide level across all these floors, if there were a tank, it would have to be absolutely massive. It's probably more likely that they've found a way to magically generate it. Awesome. Okay, do we know if there's a level like below where we are right now? Yes, you do know. You know it not because you've been there, but because you know that ground level, the actual physical earth, the dirt, the stone, is below you on that level where the the lab is located, where Old Earl is located. So there is more down. And just even peering in through the grate toward the fire, um, you can see that it goes down. You don't know where that entrance is. You haven't been there before. You don't know if there even is a proper entrance like what you found in uh, the capital. All right. Well, I want to go hunting. I know where I'm at, where I'm at on this floor. I want to see if I can find it on the floor below. Why oh, search? You've got a guy standing right next to you that can make a giant hole in the ground. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, I want to get down there. Why are you looking at me? Not Cyril. Because I should be looking at Darwin. Well, Cyril could do it too, right? You want to make me a bigger? Cyril's messy. Cyril burrows themselves. That's like asking a gopher to make a hole for you. A very, very large gopher, but nonetheless a gopher. It's like asking a tiger-sized gopher to make a hole for you. Okay, I go for it. Yeah. Boom. All right. Darvin, if you want to crack open a fissure here. About to destroy the wind-down room, and I am here for it. Nobody wants any I'm... toys or books? Fuck no. Oh, no, no, no. Before we go, let's check the books that are there. Is there anything okay. of any good, like, that I might want? Um, or Darvin anything have to... about making Earl Earls that we need to destroy? I'm, I'm, the last question I'm going to go ahead and answer, no, there's not secret documents on how to do this terribly evil process here in the wind down party room uh, they're not that dumb earl earl is a very smart person just uses that intelligence in weird ways and in terrible ways so no there aren't manuscripts or instructions for that i was going to interject that darwin doesn't need to destroy the whole room darwin can open up just like a 10 20 foot portion of the ground you can always okay. examine the bookshelves if you want to, unless Darwin really wants to destroy those things. I'm like, I could quite... destroy the whole room, right? You, you certainly could. You can make a fissure up to 50 feet long and 10 feet wide and 1d10 by 10 feet deep. And shoot, you could destroy the whole thing supporting that column where the, where the fire's at right now. But in regards to, like, are there good books in here or not? My question would be like, do you want to spend a couple hours like, or yeah. an hour pouring through the books nah. and looking for one now? Or do you want to do that after you've, you know, done what you said you were coming down here to do? After. Let's do it in that order. <laughs> Just like, oh, they said they were going to go take care of things. And instead it was like, oh no, we got lost in the stacks, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. Nate, 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 Nate. Mr. Darwin. Yeast. This is a stone room, so it's a natural terrain in that sense. So I do think that Cade's abilities here can help you out here. You can empower your strike to create a fissure. It can be up to 50 feet long, so if you want it to be shorter than that, that's fine. How far are we trying to go again? Is it 50? As far as I know, you're just trying to go down. Yeah. Right. And it'll be at least 10 feet deep. 
or sorry, it'll be at least, yeah, it'll be at least 10 feet deep, up to 100 feet deep. If you go too far down, don't worry. It's not like you're going to crack the earth in half yet. Okay, I guess we'll see how far down we can go then. Okay, uh, how many charges do you want to spend here? Um, Because you can spend it to make it longer, wider, or deeper. Well, we just want to go deeper, I think. Mm-hmm. Does my card say how many that is? The base depth is 1d10 times 10. So anywhere from 10 to 100 feet deep. You can up that by one die for every point that you spend. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm still not that sure how deep I need to go. Okay. I'll go on the shorter end, and then if you need to go again, go again. <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me. So I'll spend two just to up the ante a little bit. Okay. In which case, Darwin, go ahead and roll 2d10, and then however it is you want to attack the ground. Okay. I'm going to like, oh, those are d20. That would have been fun, but incorrect. <laughs> One moment. I did not mm-hmm. actually get out any D10, it turns out. It's a very rare die for you to roll. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready. Roll. And I'm gonna, like, jump up in the air and, you know, slam myself down. Probably Ooh. with my fist. Punch down. Nice. As hard as I can. I love this image. I rolled a 9 and an 8. So, 170 feet down. A <laughs> little bit of overkill. <laughs> this is a real fun ability. How long and how wide are you making this? Like, what are the opening dimensions at the top here? Ooh, not super. Like, let's say 10 by 10. Okay. You slam your fist into the ground, and the stonework just starts peeling away as it starts opening up. The opening of the fissure extends to just underneath where all those toys are kept. And it's kind of teetering. You see a couple of stuffed animals fall down into the fissure as it just bores down and opens up. And the ground and the stonework crack. And it just pushes down and down and down. And yes, this was a bit of overkill, Darvin. You did not need to go 170 feet down. (laughs) After about 30 feet of stonework, it opens up again into another chamber, and you can hear stones falling, crumble, 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 clatter, clatter. A couple of imperceptibly soft thuds as those stuffed animals land. And you see the light from green-yellow flames down there, flickering off the side of the stones. Well, it's only 30 feet. I mean, Darwin, you can jump down there. It's 30 feet until there's no more stone, and then it opens. It's probably about 50 feet down to the ground. I could probably still jump. You can still jump it. Yeah, Darwin (laughs) will be fine. Darwin's fine. I'm not worried about Darwin. This ain't about Darwin. I mean, it's about Darwin because he did an awesome thing. But the danger, Darwin's not in it. Um, So Darwin, if you just want to jump down and be the first one down there, by all means. Yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> Let me. Yeah, go for it. Finn, do you have a way to get yourself down there? I got. Oh, do we have rope? That's about all I got. <laughs> Somebody's got rope. Darwin's I'm gonna wait for someone rope. to give me the go ahead. I'm not just gonna jump down. Uh, Darwin, I think we're gonna need some rope from you before you go. I don't have any <laughs> rope anymore. 
Uh, do I have rope? And at some point, post haste, we're going to need to get some more rope because I think at this point we're probably going to be out of rope completely. I think you're the last one with rope. My rope okay, is gone. Because we, we haven't used my rope. All right. If you want to tie it off to something up here, that's quite all right. I'm not worried about checks or anything like that as long as you have a method. Yeah. I, yeah. Because you've got time and it's only mm-hmm. 50 feet and that'll leave you about you know, five feet or so to drop at the end of it. Cool. What about Cyril? Oh, Cyril's going to stay up here. Okay. I'm not going to try and struggle with getting Cyril down there and back up here. Fair enough. All right. Darvin, sorry, you were about to say something. Oh, no, just, you know, as far as what to tie the rope to, just a jag or boulder or something. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be present. No problem. Given how you ripped up the ground. Because the way Cade works being demigod of the land and everything. It's not like he was just breaking it. Some of it was reforming. It's like pulling it back in like a solid piece. So you can loop a rope around with some of that, hang it down. So who's the first down? That's well, got to be Darwin. Yep. I would think. Yeah. All right. Are you just jumping down, Darwin? Because you can? <laughs> or are you actually going to climb the rope down? No. Well, what I might do is actually take the rope with me just to you know, make sure it lands in the right spot. I might jump it down, I mean. Oh, uh, tie it off and just hold on to the end and jump. Unless <laughs> that would snap the... Nah, 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 nah. Cool, then yeah. No, I'm at the point where this isn't the dangerous part. <laughs> this oh, you dear. get for free. Oh, dear. Nice. All right. Darvin, you leap down, and thanks to your slow fall, you land gracefully. It's only <laughs> 50 feet. Bring the rope safely down with you. It stops five, ten feet above the ground. Perfectly, uh, I'll say five feet. You can still, still long enough where you can reach up and grab it. And you find yourself in this very old, 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 old chamber. The light from the bulb is the only light down here. It's nowhere near as big as the bulb under Vermilion. It is still the second biggest bulb you've ever seen, though. And you've seen four at this point? Five, I think, at this point? So, diameter of almost 10 feet. Big, yes. And it's powering this whole city, but not obscenely big. So there's the bulb. In the stonework around the room, you can see some runes. Uh, You don't know what they are. Just writing on the walls and stuff. And it's quiet down here. It's warm, certainly. Partially from the magic of the bulb, and also just because you're, you're underground now. You are legitimately underground. Like, you're in a cave. You're underground. I don't want to say you're in a cave because it's more built out than that. But yeah. What do you want to do, Darwin? Um, I think I'm just gonna well, look around a little more while people move down. Alright. You looking for anything in particular? No, just sort of examining the surroundings. Looking for traps or hazards or whatnot. Anything that might mm. be dangerous for my friends. Okay. Finnegan... And Aranus, are you heading down immediately after Darwin gets down there, or are you going to wait? I'm going down immediately. Okay. I guess I'm right behind Aranus then. Okay, okay. So Aranus and Finnegan slowly climbing down the rope as Darwin's taking a look around. Darwin, in terms of any immediate dangers, you don't notice any traps. There aren't any guards standing by. 
possible danger you know, if the roof caved in. That would be bad. But you're already down here, so who's going to go breaking it? The bulb does sit in the center of this chamber, and as you're walking around, looking for anything out of the ordinary, anything dangerous, it doesn't jump out at you right away. But as you get back around, maybe on your like second pass around examining, you notice something a little weird. And that's, there's not an exit to this room down here. Hmm. Well, that is weird. Mm-hmm. If there ever was one, it's been covered up or sealed up, but there's not like a doorway that's been bricked up. It just looks like walls, like it's just a chamber with strange writings along the columns in the corner, around the base of the bulb, but... Do I recognize the language? Mm, Yeah, you do. You do, buddy. Okay, let me examine these strange writings. Before they finish getting down, Darwin, I think you're able to... As you take a look at it, actually, you know what? Go ahead and uh, make a history check. Okay. How good am I at history? Let's see. I don't know. It's it's all right. All right. All right. Oof, but not when I roll that way. That's a eight total. Okay. Looking at the runes, looking at the writing, you do recognize it in general format. You don't pick out any of the symbols specifically as ones that you've seen before. If you have seen them before, like you can't remember exactly, but you do recognize the language that is being used here. You've seen this a couple of other times, most notably tattooed on Ikiri's body. Oh. Who's Ikiri? Ikiri the Ageless. No, Ikiri no, but the like, one. I'm sorry, Finn let me that again. Know. Who's uh, Ikiri? Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, we, you don't know that yet either. We're, we're not done there yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Yes. Darvin, do you want to share your findings with your friends once they get down here? Or are you going to keep this to yourself? Well, once they get down, yes, I will share. Okay. Darvin, do you want to phrase this in any particular way? Or are you just ready to have comments thrown at you? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Can you remind me exactly what I read? Just so I'm sure I got it right. You you didn't read ex- anything exactly. You just recognized the the symbols essentially. Mm-hmm. This this is a language that you don't know, but you have so, uh, seen some of these before on Akiri's body. Okay, so that's all I know is that it's related mm-hmm. to Akiri. Mm-hmm. Okay, then that's all I would say. Just that it's the same lettering as is on Akiri's body. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, right, does someone want to fill the? Confused tiefling in, please. Oh, okay. Um, so I try to give him the Cliff Notes version of like our whole, not our whole history with Akiri, but just like what a terrible person he was, and that there's a good chance that he was a god or god adjacent before they did something to make him not remember who he was. And then we put him in a kangaroo, right? Right. Yeah, we did that too. Yeah. That Darwin has with him at this very moment. Oh, God. Maybe we should get out the kangaroo. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> no. They might be able to read it to us. You're always oh my against God. my kangaroo ideas. <laughs> I mean, you can. If Akiri comes back in full force in this room, though, I'm blaming you. <laughs> Is there any chance my ability to read Infernal would help here? Finnegan, which languages do you know besides Infernal? Common and Draconic. Common, Draconic, and Infernal. Okay, okay. 
you try to come at it from an infernal angle. And first of all, immediately, no, this is not infernal. This is not the language of the fiends. But I also think that you are smart enough and learned enough to know that maybe at some point in the way, way, way back past, distant past, the two shared a root language. It's like there's similarities in the form, but not enough so that you can pick out words. But it's like, mm, almost. But you would have to be, you'd have to be some sort of like linguist to try to piece that together. Or you would need like a great deal of time and multiple sources. Got it. Okay. Anybody else? I mean, if we're pulling out the kangaroo, that's going to definitely change how I wanted to end this session. Um, no, I'm just wrapping up. Yeah, uh, just. Aranus hath dissuaded me. Okay. In which case, in which case, I will escort us into. Unless anybody else wants to do something really drastic nope. right here. Nope. If someone wants to jump in this bulb. We're ending on that. But... Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. In which case, as the three of you examine the bulb and this chamber and the writing found herein, it is silent, save for faint sounds of Cyril padding back and forth above, just at the fissure's opening, and a very low, muted, roar-like sound of the fire of the bulb, until a voice cuts through the silence, and you hear Antidius. He is not here, but he is using a form of message magic, sending magic, to speak to you. He doesn't know where you're at. He just needs to be familiar with you. But you are close enough, and he's familiar with you enough that this magic can reach you. And you hear his voice, all of you. Darvin, Finnegan, Arnus, you... You disappoint me. You say you want to help us, and yet you stay Condivus' hand. He says you are most threatening. I want you all to understand that this plan has been in action for some time. I was prepared to speak with you. He said you were coming. He said you had important matters to discuss regarding safety. And yet I haven't seen you. I'm willing to wait, but not forever. We were going to start tomorrow, but our timeline's been moved up. There has been pandemonium at the greenhouse. The guards don't know what to make of it. The earls are acting in a way they never have before. I agree with Condivis that the time to act is at hand. But if you have information regarding concrete dangers, I want to listen. You have four hours. And then we act. We're moving into position now. If my followers do not hear from me within that time, they will begin. Until I hear from you, this matter is settled. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello, 
At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>